Magna Carta. I thought you said you wasn't spitting. Let's go. Wow. The most important thing she had on was her confidence. Mm. Put that back on. Put it back on. The most important thing she had on was her confidence. Told her I would never ask her to take it off. Instead, I talked to her mind long enough that she disrobed in front of me. Long enough that a simple conversation was just the act of having sex and words and we spread ink on sheets before I took off her first button. I knew that this was more than an attraction but a reaction to what was simply made in flesh. But I knew she was more. I knew she was more than the curves that she was blessed with, inherited by her mother, by her mother's mother, and maybe some from her father's side, but we really don't pay that side no attention. <laughs> she used to have this thing about the size of her hair, like the length, like the curl, like the complexion, like the color, and I told her, it is you. Because confidence doesn't worry about your hair, if it's pressed, if it's curled, if it's yours. Told her, confidence has nothing to do with the size of your hill or your ability to look sexy in your swimsuit. Told her that confidence had everything to do with the way that she seen herself. The way that she held a mirror in her conversation. Mm. Told her that simply at hello, I already had her naked and had sex with her three times before I could even say my name. And she was convinced that I was just addicted. So her eyes just happened to have a thing for women with curves that go beyond the size of their shapes, but back to their intellect. And she was so intelligent, I came the moment she said my name. Yes. <laughs> because brothers are so busy trying to buy your time, and I'm just trying to absorb moment. I'm not trying to get past right now, but right now it's so amazing that you don't even know how beautiful you are. She's talked about past men and I had to correct her and tell her, but they were boys to men, singing to the end of the road. But Babyface really wrote those songs, so they was really pretending. She just asked me if I could be more. Told her I had no keys in my hand to a hotel. Told her this conversation has taken us four months. That I was more than a profile. More than a name. More than a possibility. And when her invite came, it was sent on a pair of panties that she never wore. To an address that she will never go back to. Simply for the fact that she wants to remember what we had. In the moment, because confidence is the most sexiest thing that she has on. Mm -hmm. And I come every time she says my name. Mm -hmm. My brother, my brother, that's Eric Crow, baby. That's how Crow do it. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here. 
Spoken Soul family was good, was good, was good. We got another one for you today. This is one I've been waiting for for a long time. I mean, this interview right here has been in the making. You guys have been around since the beginning of the making of this interview because all the parts and the pieces, you know, I I happened to interview them before this brother. But uh, I don't want to waste no time, man. I really don't want to waste no time because I really want to get this brother in here. And uh, let me give him the proper introduction that he deserves. I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, no other than my brother and your brother, Mr. Eric Crow Draven. Now, this brother right here, he's a spoken word artist, but he's not just an artist, man. He's so much more. And the the amount of artists that he has had his influence on, myself being included, myself being included, this brother right here has, has had his hand in the scene of poetry. If you're a New York poet, if you're a New York poet, and you don't know who Eric Crow Draven is. I mean, you must be under a rock somewhere. I mean, his brother really has his hand in the success of so many dope artists that I know personally. And uh, let me just let me just read off some of his accolades. First, four-time published author. He's the author of Blank Pages. That, that was his first book, Windows to My Past, Sending on My Way to Church. The Search for Substance. That was an award winner. This brother's books is in Barnes and Nobles. is on Amazon.com. But dig this. He has also performed on ESPN during the NBA All-Star Game in Atlanta in in 2003. I remember this. I remember this because I was watching this on TV. And I was like, wow, this was before I met the brother. But I was like, oh, snap. This brother, this, this dude is doing poetry. You know what I'm saying? on on national tv and i was like wow you dig what i'm saying so i mean his influence and his inspiration is just it's just it's crazy but let's get let's let's go on then the brother he created this series that i'm i'm happy to be and i'm honored to be a part of the 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 series the documentary series the cipher the cipher where he's he's on hand you know, on hand, on location with various different artists in New York, artists that was tearing down the scene in New York. And he's getting up close personal interviews, you know, asking them the tough questions, asking them the questions that all artists want to hear and the fans want to hear. This this award winning documentary, The Cypher, like I said, which I was a part of, you know, it, it filmed on cable NYC in 2011. He curated and hosted events at the famous world, the world famous New Yorican Poets Cafe, 2012 to 2020, including his poetry series, The Cypher. I remember that because I was in the building for that. I remember I was I remember the premiere because I was definitely in the building for that. And uh, this brother, I mean, he's been doing so much. He's been he's been doing so much. He's performed all around the all around the country. All around the country, from Chicago to Georgia, Charlotte, I mean, I mean, all over Columbus, everywhere. And this brother, man, it, it just brings me so much pleasure. But hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not finished with his accolades. He also get this. This is for my ladies. This is for the ladies out there. It's for the ladies. You know, I'm gonna get him the. I'm gonna get him the spit of peace for the ladies because he's known for the. The ladies know this brother. He was he was rated and you know Mr. Erotic Poetry of the Year. You know what I'm saying? He won that award. You know, Erotic Poet of the Year, the male poet of the Gansper Awards. Anybody know Gansper? We know this is this this is our awards. This is the poetry awards. And uh he won Erotic Poet of the Year. And you know from his catalog, if you if you follow this brother's catalog, if you ever seen him perform, I mean he do he do the erotic genre so much justice i mean i mean no further ado let's get this brother in the studio ladies and gentlemen spoken soul family it brings me so much pleasure to welcome to the spoken soul studio my brother and your brother mr eric crow 
Draven. What's good, my brother? What's good? What's good? What's good, man? Now, yo, man. Yo, it, it brings me so much pleasure to have you in the studio, my brother, because I've been I've been trying to track this interview down for months because I know you are a busy man. You're doing a lot of things, man. But I really I want to say this off rip. I really appreciate you, man, coming to the studio, man, and spreading the love with the Spoken Soul family, man. It means a lot to me, my brother. Really. Now, thank you for having me. The pleasure is mine, most, King. Most definite, my brother, man. Now. Now, Mr. Crow, man, Mr. Crow, man, I gotta, I gotta stay formal, a little formal. <laughs> Mr. Crow, you got your hands, man. You know what? You kind of remind me of what's that? What's that guy named from Rap a Lot? Prince, Jay Prince. Yes, always yes, yes. in the background, man. But got his <laughs> hands in everything. I mean, you're so responsible for the success of so many different artists. And the inspiration you provide to artists, man, it's, it's, oh, man, it's unmatched, man. It's unmatched. You've been working out here. Now, the first question I ask all my guests, my, you know what I'm saying, my audience know, mm-hmm. the number one question I got to ask is, why poetry? So, Eric Crow Draven, for the family, for the people, tell us why. Why did you decide to go this route? Poetry. Why poetry? You could have been anything else. Why did yeah. you decide to, to to invest so much time and your artistry in this in this art form? First, I want to say um, I'm grateful um, again for the opportunity to be here, and thank you for for the invitation and uh, just making sure we was able to sit down to do this um, poetry. I, I guess poetry has has always been a part of me um, since I was a kid. I've always been into music, always been into writing. Um, I'm definitely not a spring chicken. <laughs> so I've been I've been writing like music and songs since 1982. Mm. Uh, just to just to take it back. Um, my first love has always been music. Um, but it's taken me years later to realize how poetry and music is one. Mm. It's the art of storytelling. It's the art of connection. Um but poetry just has a different approach. Um, I didn't get into poetry until about 97. Mm. At this time, I was actually a rapper. Um, I actually had a record deal, was with a group um, called Us, Supergroup Us. And uh, we were doing some major things. Um, we were featured in the Sauce Double XL. Mm. So, you know, my, my life as a rap artist was taken off. But uh, there was some let's just say some, some realities of the music business that changed the direction of that. Mm. Um, in the midst of being an artist, I wanted to keep my pen shop. Um, and a friend of mine, we were working at an outreach program at the time. A friend of mine was into poetry deep. He was always writing. He was like, yo, you should try. He's like, you're, you're great with your lyrics. So as a poet, it's a different mindset, but you can do this. So I just started writing poetry as a way to keep my pen shop in between going to the studio and recording records. Mm. Um, before I know it, you know, the ups and downs in the industry did what it did. And uh, but the reality of writing poetry never left me. Mm. The release of writing poetry never left me uh, to the point where. Um, 20, I think it was 2002, I was putting together my very first book um, and spending a lot of time at the New Eurekan Poets Cafe um, and engaged one of my, I, not just a brother of mine, um, I also consider him a mentor in poetry and just being a, a man, just being a gentleman, not just poetry, just being a gentleman. Uh, the one and only, the legendary Mr. Nathan P. Uh, for those who are familiar with, uh, like you said, with New York poetry and the poetry scene. And he hosts um, the Wednesday night um, open mic at the New Eurekan Poets Cafe. So I spent a lot of time there um, working on my craft. So it's kind of like I've always had this this love for poetry. But once I started writing it and really, you know, really getting into it, mm. 
it, it took a hold of me. And I happened to engage so many amazing people during this journey that helped foster, you know, the, the person that everyone sees today. Mm. Who's still, who's still, you know, under construction. I feel you, my brother. I mean, yeah, man, like that scene, that that New Yorican poet cafe scene, man. If anybody's familiar with New York, that's like the Mecca. It's like the Mecca of 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 poetry in New York. So if you anybody or you're aspiring to be anybody in the game of poetry, that that was one stage that you had to touch. You Absolutely. had to touch. And um my brother, you was a staple in the New Yorican man. You was a staple man. You could have you could have been you could have been right there over the bar where the mantle is at like, you know what I'm saying, your brain. You know, but yo, know, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal the way, you know, the way you've had an impact on poetry. Now, I I personally came on the scene in 2007. 2007 that's when I really started to get my feet wet. And uh I ran into you. I ran into you, which is going to lead to my next question, is your association with untamed talent. Now, when I first got on the poetry scene, my brother, The Real, you know what I mean? That's my brother right there, man. I interviewed him, man. And uh, when I first seen him, what what really brought me, like really drew me to him was his presence, his stage presence on stage. And I was like, yeah, this brother got real dynamic stage presence. You know, like really, like he could say anything. He could say knick-knack, paddywhack, and he'll get a reaction (laughs) with with, with his, with his, with his presence. So I'm like, okay, I I start, you know what I'm saying? I start going to a lot of events and I start noticing that untamed talent was there. So two yeah. of those brothers, two of those brothers really stood out to me, which was distinguished. Well, that whole crew really stood out to me. But yeah, yeah. the two brothers that stood out to me was distinguished and real. And um, mm-hmm. and I noticed that that passion that they had for the for the art form, it was like, I like this is phenomenal. So I was doing a lot of shows and they would frequent those shows. And then I started seeing, you know, that the things they were doing on the streets and the street poetry and things of that nature. And then you came on the scene. Now, actually, I think, I believe it was real who was telling me like, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the brother Eric Crow. I think the first time I met you was at the Brooklyn Exposure. He was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. brother, that's the brother Eric Crow. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, word, word. I was like, yeah, he's doing a documentary and all that. I'm like, oh, word, I want to get up on that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and with open arms, my brother, you embraced me and, and, I, and I really appreciate it. That was a, because you, I was looking at the archives of that and I was like, wow, I forgot that piece, man. That was a, it was a powerful piece that I spit on there. I was like, y'all forgot that piece. And you got the foul, you got the record. So I was like, <laughs> wow, B. But it was, you embraced me during that time. You know what I'm saying? You embraced me because yeah, yeah. I was a poet, but it's like, I was trying to make a name for myself at that time. But you, like from off rip, you was like, yo, I'm, I'm feeling you King. And you, and you embraced me, man. You let me get on that, on that documentary. And it was, it was no. just wonderful. But your association, when I interviewed Distinguished and I interviewed Real, your name, you know what I'm saying, kept coming up as the inspiration, the spark. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, like, this is real words. Real said, he was like, yo, it would be no real without Eric Crow Draven. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know what I'm saying? Talk to talk to us about that, man. Talk to talk to about your just the overall influence on the poets in New York, but mainly these two brothers, man, because I really, I really love these brothers, man. These are two of my brothers, man. And you know what I'm saying? I want I want to know your your hands-on take on, you know what I'm saying, on untamed talent, man. Let me tell you something. Untamed talent, I was a official, unofficial member. So, <laughs> so you know, a couple of times, me and Nabrell, we had talks and he would love for me to get down. But I was doing so many things at the time. I, I didn't want to make the commitment and say yes, and I'm down and then not show up. I think mm-hmm. one of the worst things that you can do, um, not just as an artist, but as, as a man, mm-hmm. is say that you're going to do something and don't hold true to it. That's right. Um, so let me let me tell you about my history with the real. That's my brother for real. Mm. Uh, before um, 
before poetry, I've known this brother. We actually worked at the same outreach program back in the days mm. um, and just providing services and education and information to the community. So we have a long history. Um, and when I say that's my brother, I mean it. Uh, we actually was part of a, a poetry group back in the days called a production. Mm. Where I was still figuring out, still figuring out um, the way I wanted to express myself, the way I would put together my poetry. Um, and as part of the production, you know, we did some things um, that other people really didn't do. Like we were coming off of each other. We had this, this, this amazing chemistry, mm. just this amazing chemistry. So, and we were inspired. We were actually, I would say not battling each other as, as members of the same group, but if real did something that was amazing, he would inspire me. So then I'm, mm. I'm going back to the lab. I'm writing something and then, right. you know, vice versa and so on and so forth amongst the other members of the group. So it it just kept me pushing and made me want to be a better artist. Every time I seen or heard him or somebody else do something amazing, I'm like, we can do that. We can say that we can push this envelope. So uh, I always big up my brother, the real, um, because he really is a genuine person. I appreciate that. Mm. Um, when it came down to um, after, you know, what I would say after our time as the production came and went, me and the rail has always been connected. We've always stayed connected. Mm. Um, and then I later on and went on to become a member of a group called um, Machismo Redefined, which included my brother um, Nathan P mm. and John Chance Acevedo, um, which was around the same time that the real was doing Untamed Talent. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It just it seemed like. I did the NBA um, stuff, kind of leaned back for a minute, was trying to get myself together in the midst of this um, evolution of my poetry. Um, and then one day I just reached out to the real. I was just like, yo, what you doing? He's like, yo, I'm hosting events, you know, hosting events down in Brooklyn, doing different things. Got this group that I rock with. Um, you should come through. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm plotting on my next move. I'm trying to figure out what's the next thing I want to do regards to poetry. I, I figured I was a good poet, um, but I felt poet has so many more voices, so much strength mm. that for anyone who thinks they are it for poetry, then they're lying to themselves. Mm. Poetry is not about an individual. It's about the collective and the way we move and inspire others. So when I was talking to him, he's like, yo, I'm doing doing these events. I got poets coming through all the time. Come through, rock out. You know, my house is your house. Whenever you're ready, come through. So I would come through from time to time, engage poets. And um, as I was laying out the blueprint for the documentary, he was like, yo, my audience is your audience. Whoever I know, you know, just come down, talk mm -hmm. to people, do what you do, you know, you my brother, whatever you need, if I got it, it's yours. Um, and so I started engaging artists and telling them what I was doing. And artists was like, yo, I'm down with that 100%. Whatever you doing, King, I'm down with it 100%. It sounds positive, sounds like it's a movement. And um, as I was engaging people, more people was like, yo, I heard about you. I heard about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And those doors were really open just by that relationship between me and the real. So me, the real, uh, my nephew, I always call distinguish my nephew because <laughs> I watched him. I watched that man grow up. Word, right? <laughs> you know, I watched that man grow up and I, I'm, I still love everything that he's doing. I'm so inspired by his work and his work ethic. So just being able to be around that you know, people's like, yo, Crow, you had your hand in so many people. Um, I would not have initially had the access or the ability to engage so many people if I didn't start rocking with my brother, The Real. Mm. You know, if I if I didn't engage him when I did, even though we've always been united and always been around each other, when he gave me that invitation, if I didn't show up, I would have missed an opportunity to take my thought and be able to really put it together and be able to um, shape and mold it. So I, I appreciate him for that Most more definitely. than more than people know. Most definite, man. He speaks so highly of you because when I interviewed him and he was like, man, that's a great accolade, you know, coming from a brother that, you know what I'm saying, that's done so much himself. 
And he yeah, said, yo, yeah. there would be no real without Eric Crow. And I was like, wow. Man, man. I was like, wow, man. that's that's a powerful accolade, man. And it's well-deserving, my brother. It's well-deserving, man. Because, like, Appreciate one thing that I really got from you the very first time I met you, and this is real talk, it was, it was a certain genuineness that you, I'm a good read of character. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Sag, and I, I, I really read character well. And one thing that I read from you from Jump, before anything it wasn't no bullshit this is real this is genuine this is a real genuine brother and um i felt that man and it comes across so real in your documentary because like like first of all can we get this documentary where can we go view the entire documentary do you have it anywhere that we can go view it at like break it down in episodes or something like tell us man because i, I want to see the whole thing man I do. It's it's a total of 13 episodes. It's over 50 poets from the New York area and beyond. I had some people um, come out from um, London, mm -hmm. some people who just happened to be in the city from, um, I believe another person came from Barbados. Um, they just happened to be in the city while I was doing my thing and we connected. Mm -hmm. um, so anybody who's interested in seeing Poetry TV Presents the Cypher, they can actually go to my YouTube page. Uh, my YouTube page is my last rights w-r-i-t-e-s and you will find there's an entire list all 13 episodes wow. are listed out um and you will see everybody in there from the real to distinguish to the one and only poetic black to um the the iconic hdl helena d lewis mm. who also performed on deaf poetry jam um you know um Monica S. Martinez, who who did the um the the tantalizing poet, like it's just so man, so many people, oh, man, so that's many a throwback, the tantalizing poet, oh that joint right yeah, there, that's a thing. yeah, like wow, be like so many individuals, like it's crazy, it's blowing my mind now because I'm really thinking about it. I'm like, wow, this brother's been in the mix, he's been in the web of everybody that's really important, man, and I'm like, wow, this brother right here, be. <laughs> Like for real, crow. Like I was like, yo, I'm sitting there, and because I'm watching the interviews, I'm looking at the interviews because yeah, yeah. you because you putting them out on YouTube and things. I'm looking at them as yeah, they come yeah. out, and I'm like, yo, damn, yo, oh snap, that's that's homeboy. Oh, he had him on there too. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at so many people. You even have my partner written in pain. I was like, yo, I yeah. said, I said, I said, when did pain get on this? I was like, oh, that's right, pain was on this joint. I'm like. It's mad different people. Like yeah. you've told the story in this documentary. And I really want you guys to go check this documentary out. My last rights on YouTube. Check this out because I'm telling you it's history. If you want to talk about the last 10 to 15 years of poetry in New York, in New York and all the artists that developed, you know, from back then to now, what they've yeah. done during that time. This is the documentary blueprint for what happened. Like it's, it's documented facts because all the individuals on this documentary I'm talking about were movers and shakers or became movers and yeah. shakers. You know, you, you was catching them in their beginning phases. Like this was them in the beginning. You've seen yeah. their body of work over the years and you see where they at now. You're like, wow, yeah. this, this is like the Genesis. So that documentary for New York poetry in particular is very essential. If you a New yeah. York poet, man, you really got to get on there, man. You really got to go in there and pay homage and watch that sure. documentary because it's definitely so informative of what was the climate and what was going on boots on the ground in new york city with the scene yeah, of man. poetry man that is, is legendary man it's, it's definitely legendary man so look, I, I appreciate that brother look when when i was uh filming there was this brother um who i became so close with he's now he's family but a brother by the name of ty allen i don't know if people mm -hmm. know mr ty allen ty allen was was going around the country performing he was doing poetry he was singing when i say this brother was in such high demand every time i turned and i spoke to him he's like yo i'm over here i gotta go over here to do this i got this gig i got and when i was like this is what i'm doing he was like where you gonna be at when you want to do it mm. Mm. You know, just that, just to have that kind of support love, from man. people who I look up to, who who not just phenomenal in their craft, but their names when they go out to different places. People's like, I know him, I know her, and I'm just like, these are people who embrace me mm. when they didn't when 
they didn't know me from anything. So again, man, I'm just so grateful to be, to stand amongst giants, you know, and just really have real relationships built on just mutual respect. And um, again, brother, like I said, you, when you, when you came through, not only did you have a presence, but your voice and the way that you put together your messaging, I, I couldn't compare you, you to anybody. Still can't. I appreciate Still you, brother. Can't. I really do, man. I really appreciate you, man. Because you, you got the files, man. You got the record, man. Because I was sitting there, because <laughs> it came on YouTube, and I was like, I was like, oh, it's a poetic black. I was like, oh, snap. I said, what did I spit? Before he came on, like, what did I spit for this joint? I know I couldn't remember for the life of me. And when, after Nathan P went, I went in, I was like, oh, that was that piece. The, yo, that joint, it was so, the way it was put together too, the way you put that segment together, the pieces that were spit, because uh, all time see she spit, she said it yeah, all. Yeah. Then Nathan P. Then came me. But the yeah, content yeah. of each piece was so relevant to what was going on at the time, yeah. man. Yeah. It was so yeah. relevant, man. So it was like I don't know if it was this serendipity or it was just fate or just the fact that those three poets decided to spit in that order and the message and the content that was conveyed was just unbelievable, man. Unbelievable, Powerful. man. Powerful. I, I, I'm telling you, brother, I look back at that and I'm just so grateful again to be for people to allow me to ask some questions for people to be like, all right, this is how I'm going to flow after this person. You, you, you for people to just take instruction from me. And they're like, mm. I got you, Crow, you know, just and didn't see the outcome. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I had to do some editing, a, a few things, but I didn't have to do much. It was all on the strength of who we are as individuals and the power of being a collective. So that's why I call it the cipher. Mm. You know, it, it wasn't supposed to be um, on stage. That's it wasn't right. supposed to be um, saturated by the audience. It wasn't supposed to be, you know, the, I'm, the, uh, you know, I'm. The, this is the host, and let me introduce you. And but it wasn't supposed. It's just supposed to be so raw, mm. so raw that you have no choice but to listen to everything that's being said. And I'm again, man, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to do it and to be around such such giants that are still here today. Man, man, likewise, my brother, likewise. But that that documentary was everything, bro. But it leads me to the next question because my audience want to know this. But matter of fact, before I get into that question, man, let I gotta let you spit something, man. I gotta let you spit something because my audience gonna kill me. They'll kill me in the comments. They'll email me like you got crow. You ain't let them spit. Like I gotta let you spit some. So what I'm gonna do real quick? I'm gonna play a commercial from one of the sponsors and then um, I'm going to set the stage for you. And then you're going to come right in with your first piece. And then we'll get back into the questions because I got some more questions. Let me just (laughs) no problem. (laughs) Hello, this is William S. Peters, senior, AKA just bill from inner child press international. First, I must say we at inner child press are proud to support my brother, Daniel green, AKA poetic black and his prolific embracing and informative program, spoken soul sessions as a publisher and now sponsor of the work poetic black does. We at inner child press international offer to you his listeners and all spoken word artists, right? and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code SPOKENSOUL to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at InnerChildPress.com and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are InterChild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.interchildpress.com. Thank you. Coming to the stage to spit his first piece, I want to give a warm, warm welcome to my brother and your brother, Mr. Eric Crow Draven. I know that you hate me because I've been distant lately, but it feels like they're trying to replace me. So I've been running with God and he's been trying to pace me, redirect and embrace me. 
Still afraid of getting caught when my demons chase me. So bitter, only the streets can taste me. My words like holy water, don't you waste me. I hustle with no strings the way Papa lace me. Man to man is the way you face me. I'm grateful for every day that my daughters grace me. My rights breathe life. You can never erase me. I draw like Stan Lee until I'm dead and they trace me. I hurt you like that purple and leave you hazy. Birth you and unearth you. Man, is you crazy? I rose in concrete the way Brooklyn raised me. I'm so Shakur. None of these people can phase me because I am unconsciously poverty's puppet. Potential addicts and fertilization. Chromosomes laced with weed. White Irish rose and impatience until this day still can't wait. My turn. You see, in my youth, I've utilized illegals at all angles. I've bought, I've used, I've sold. Gun habits, I aim behind their triggers and dodge in front of their barrels. Promiscuous panty raider and paper chaser. So for the right price, you can get touched too. A kind fool. Degrees in being schooled. Friends will be your closest enemies on top of whatever's in me. So I was taught to love thy thug above thyself. Manhood is measured in defiance, satisfying women and the latest and most expensive things you can get your hands on. Taking sounds better than giving, for it can be misinterpreted as earned. The easiest way out renders the hardest consequences I've learned. Pain and sorrows flow well in hallucinogens. That's why we often feel so good when we feel so bad. And I can't help but feeling so mad. You see, my traveling shoes have walked the unpaid path. Dying from trying to succeed yesterday is the only reason why today is possible. People who stand still do not realize the world has not stopped moving. You see, I've been watching you. As a man, hatred is a learning emotion and life costs and your scars and memories are your only receipts. The only reason why I believe in a higher power is because I've been given proof. The moment I open up my pores, it's been easier to sweat the truth. Though it hurts and though you can't see him, this is God behind me. I like to call him the system. So when I was young, <laughs> I was dumb and trying to impress a bunch of people who didn't give a damn about me. So I wanted to be on the street. I wanted a mouthful of gold teeth and one of those big old hollow chains. <laughs> yeah. Got my name so big that when the police showed up, they changed my name. They put me in handcuffs, took my fingerprints and put some digits where my name used to be. Yeah. All for the sake of trying to be something I was never intended to be. So, yeah, imagine collect calls to your mama. Imagine waiting for somebody to send you a, a gift, something. Yo, I need money. I need money on my commissary. But you can't get anything because you're not on the street, out of sight, out of mind. And then when you come home, guess what? Every time, every time you fill out a job application, you have to put the fact that you've been convicted of a crime. Limited opportunities to be all that you can be just to impress some people who didn't give a damn about me in the first place. So guess what? You can do that. You can be young. You can be dumb. You can risk your life. You can risk your name. And guess what? You can be just like me and have this guy behind you. I like to call him the system with his hand up your back and you being reduced to being nothing more than a puppet. Eric Crow Draven. Fire, 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 fire. One more time, one more time for the brother, man. Oh my goodness, man. That joint, that joint got so many bars. It has so many bars in it, man. One piece you said, one, one, one part you said, you said defiance measures a man hmm. i found that i found that so intriguing man a lot of times you know that'd be the case for a lot of us man you know yeah. somebody could be telling us something that's right but we defy everything because we feel that that's what makes us men 
You know what I'm saying? But there's wisdom in that. There's wisdom in knowing when to be on your own, when to go against the grain, and when to listen and when to know. Like, wow, man, that piece right there, it resonates with me, man. It's a powerful piece, bro. Powerful, powerful piece, man. Yeah, man. Like, this is what I be talking about, family. This Spoken Soul family, y'all see what I be talking about, man. My brother right here, man, he's no joke, man. He's been doing this. And, uh, oh, damn. Now, I want to get back into the question, man, because I got to know this, man. And a lot of my audience, because I got a lot of artists that listen to the show. And uh, I got to know, how did you land that gig with the with the NBA finals, man? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's a milestone, like, for for me as a poet and how I, I, I love poetry and I want to see us on the biggest stages. Like, that was a milestone that you achieved for the poetry world. It wasn't just about, yo, just spitting a poem. It was about, you know what I'm saying? For the poetry world, it was a plus for us. It was something that was like, yo, this brother right here, man, he, he, he scored one for us. This was a score for us, you know? So tell us, how, how did you land that? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. It goes back to my my days at the New Eureka Poets Cafe. I would show up with my first book in hand, video camera, recording myself working on my wording, the way that I present presented myself as an artist visually, as well as with the way that I, I, I kind of tweaked my words and how I presented them. Um, I met this brother by the name of Sean P. Sean was my man. Um, at this time, I didn't know I didn't know him from a hole in the world in a hole in the wall <laughs> but he saw me he was like yo you always here you always practicing you always recording yourself i see you always working on yourself i'm working on something would you be interested at first i was just like you know i'm down to collaborate with another artist and he's like well um i got an opportunity to um get up on espn Mm. I immediately thought he was lying. I really did. I thought he was lying. I was just like, yeah, right, whatever, man. But he was like, nah, seriously. Um, I, I would love for you to look at the piece that I wrote and um, then you can add to the piece and I would love for you to perform it for ESPN. I was like, all right. I was like, what do I have to lose? If mm. he's lying, he's he's lying. It's, it's no shade on me. When I say I connected with my boy, Sean, we went to the double tree down on 47. What's that? Like 40, that 40 seconds, like 45th, something like that. Mm. Over by where they have the stage now. Mm-hmm. We went up in the hotel, wrote. The, wrote the poem together. I took his pieces, took my pieces, merged them. We wrote it in one day. Mm. Before I know it, he's calling me like, yo, um, it's time to go make history. Mm. And, and I'm going to say something because, you know, he he originally thought they were that he was going to do it himself when the opportunity was proposed to him. But they told him like, nah, we need like a different kind of flair. Basically, they told him like, we need somebody black to do it. Mm. Sean is white. Mm. And uh, out of everybody he could have picked, he saw me and picked me, and we made history to this day. That's still my brother. Wow, man, that's that is profound, man. Because it was that was a that was a, a a real a real win for poets, man. It was a real win for poets, being the fact that it was such on a major stage when so many people were watching. You know what I'm saying? Because this, this I've seen this prior to meeting you. This is crazy. Like, I'm like, wow, because at that time, during that time that that aired, you know, I was still getting into poetry. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was still yeah. going through the bumps and the bruises, you know, going to open mics, just getting on the open mic and trying to make a name for myself. But when I saw that, it was it was a beacon of hope for poets, just like Deaf Poetry Jam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, seeing that yeah. on the, on a big level or seeing it on a big stage, it made a difference, and it gave me inspiration. It gave me hope, and I'm pretty sure it gave other artists the same. And that was that was a win for us, man. That was a win. No doubt. And, no uh, doubt. Profound piece. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo. If poets ain't winning right now, we on the NBA. This is the playoffs right here. And, and yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? This is the playoffs that they showing poetry. I'm like, we winning yeah. right now. We winning. Yeah, it, it was the all-star game and it was Joe. Oh, the last all-star yeah, game. Yeah, that was the all it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't Joe the last it was the all-star, all-star game. Yes, yes, yes. Dude. That joint was crazy, man. That <laughs> that alone, it, it being Jordan last all-star game, B. 
and the poets, mm-hmm. the, it was it was crazy, man. That was it was a profound experience, man, for poets all over the globe. You know that we got to win with that one, and uh, it stinks to you, my brother. It's definitely thanks to you, man. I really, I really appreciate you. But this is, this is, this is a question that I gotta ask for my up and coming artists, because, okay. like I said in the beginning of the show, you, you've, you've had a hand in in my success as a as an artist. You know, what I mean, giving me that opportunity to come on your platform and express myself, it opened up a lot of doors. A lot of more people start to know about who Poetic Black is, what this brother got to offer. And that was because of you, man, being the gentleman and the true brother you are for just extending your hand because it was mad poets out there you could have chose anybody but you chose me man i really appreciate that so i want you to know that it's really it's really appreciated and i didn't i didn't take it for granted you know what i'm saying because i know how many dope artists was in that venue that night and you still decide to come to me and say yo bro i want you on this joint man and and i and it means the world to me so my brother i want to i want you to talk to my audience right real quick and uh, give them, like, what advice would you give them for being up-and-coming artists? Now, I'm not just talking about, you know, because we do the open mics, we do all that, you know what I'm saying? We grind and all that, but you have yeah. personal experience, and your grind is a little bit different, man. Your grind yeah, is a little bit yeah. different. So give my audience a little bit of pointers that they can use if they want to aspire to what you've aspired to, my brother. Oh, man. Um, the first thing I would say is be you. Mm. Be your flawed, unique, mm. uh, imperfect self, even in your writing. Um, I think what I've realized as an artist that um, early I tried to write about topics that I thought other people would be interested in. Um, as I got deeper into myself, I learned to be selfish. Mm. I learned to talk about me, to write about me. And then so this way, when people are hearing my words, when people are, are connecting, it's it's a real connection. It's a real life connection. It's not just the fact like, oh, that was a dope line. Mm. Nah, that's a dope reality. Right. And the difference between growing in your reality is how you see it. So I see it in this certain perspective because I'm looking to get bigger. I'm looking to grow. I'm looking to be more than just a moment. And I try to convey that in my writing. So any upcoming artist, I just say, be your authentic self. Be you. Don't be afraid to to hear that you can improve. And, and don't, don't be afraid to try something different. When I got into erotic poetry, it was only because I've heard so many other artists doing erotic poetry. But the way they were presenting it was an art to mm. me. Mm. Um, you know, do you anybody can go up there and say, give me this, give me that, let me touch this, let me, you know. And unfortunately, you know, it just wasn't the way that I saw things. So I had to move according to me. I had to write in the way that I needed someone to speak to me, you know. So th- that's how I put it together. So any upcoming artist, be you, be your authentic, flawed self. And I, when opportunities arise, recognize this opportunity so that you can move forward and actually gain some perspective and some individual growth. Mm, definitely, man. And that's coming from the man himself. Uh, definitely, man. Appreciate that advice. And I'm pretty sure a lot of my listeners, man, can really appreciate that advice because it's so real. It's so true. A lot of times artists get caught up in trying to be someone else or trying to be a persona that's not really them. Like that's so the, the advice is so beautiful because just be your imperfected self because the imperfections that's where you find the perfections those are the perfections that nobody else can ever really you know what i'm saying duplicate yeah that's the yeah, nobody can copyright your yeah. flaws nobody yeah. can copy your flaws man exactly man so that's the wisdom the wisdom in that is 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 basically being you nobody can duplicate you the authentic you we're all different and bringing that individuality, that that uniqueness, is so key in being successful yeah. as an artist. Man. Yeah, definitely, definitely appreciate that advice, my yeah. brother. Now, I want you. I got one more question for you. One more sure. question. However, before we get to that one last question, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't ask for the for the ladies of my my listeners. You know, because you are Mr. Erotic Poet Poet of the Year. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would I would definitely like you to give the ladies an example of your style of erotica. Like, cause like myself, 
I, I, I'll share this with you. My audience knows this because I've, I've mentioned this before. Like before, I didn't really get into erotica. And uh, the reason right. why I didn't get into erotica, because I felt that, you know, I would be branded. I would be branded as an erotic poet. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and a lot yeah. of my, my poetry was prolific. And I didn't want the two to basically compete with each other. But I learned that me going to different slams, because, you know, I be, I'm a slam rat. I be at all the slams. So doing these slams, I lost, I lost key slams in not having erotica not having an erotic catalog. Mm. And I've lost the slam because of that. On numerous occasions, I was like, wow, man, if I had an erotic piece, the artists that came, they had some erotic that really resonated with the audience and they won because of that. So I, I decided mm. to start to write erotica. But like yourself, I agree. Sometimes it's a little bit, it's a little bit over the top. However, the art of erotica is being able to say the most disgusting things in the most sophisticated way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the most craziest things in the sophisticated And I think you really got that in the bag. You know what I'm saying? Because when you listen to your when you listen to your, your your erotic poetry, you be like, yo, he said some real slick shit, but it was mad. You know what I'm saying? I could play that. <laughs> I wouldn't go to Facebook jail if I, if I posted that. You know what I'm saying? But a poet knows. You know what I'm saying? So you really yeah, yeah. you really mastered the art of no you know, the, the erotica without being sensual more so than just being vulgar. You know, being able to express the same things yeah. that you want to express vo with, with vulgarity, you can just do it very sophisticated and I appreciate that about your about your catalog so before we get into the final question I want you to bless the audience if you can my brother if you got something on the cap you know what I'm saying uh for the ladies man this is for this is for my ladies man this for this is for the ladies you know so uh, let me set the stage for you my brother coming back to the stage let's give a warm warm welcome to my brother and your brother Mr. Eric Crow Draven. The moment we found each other, you failed. You said I created a presence, so even in my absence, words became hands and touched parts of your mind that fingers failed to find even if we are face to face. Wondering if I am really real. Or did you dream in impulse and in intercourse in ink until you left wet spots that push past the margin of your sheets? Swears my stares approach in gentle and kisses behind your ears until the hairs on your neck anticipate the rush of my touch and the plus of my thrust until I give in. Said it felt as if you released 10 after I gave pin, finding no shallow, but only the depth of my thoughts. You swim in your backstroke is amazing. So we cuddle in conversations like Sleepless Sundays and you are overdressed in your panties and your hip leg shirt. And I'm inspired to write. You deep throat my heart to swallow and get off on my conscience that turns flesh into instruments and climaxes on my complexities, which remain infinite. I hold more than your attention. But there is solitude in your silhouette, and I'm inspired by your dimensions. Wondering if you are really real, or did I dream in impulse and in intercourse in ink and left wet spots that push past the margins of your sheets? I gave you my heart in mixed messages, and you read between the lines. And my words open eyes like thighs and climaxes on your tongue every time you say my name. You are more than an inspiration. You are more than wet sheets. 
You're more than pinned past the margin, past the lines, on the back of uncompleted thoughts. You are the possibility of being heard. You are the reality of being read. Where Braille touches fingertips and you inspire every word that I say. Because you are ink written in love. Sincerely yours, Eric Crow Draven. You're welcome, ladies. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> ladies. You see, I got connections out in these streets. I got connections. You are welcome. You know what I'm saying? That's for my ladies right there, man. I appreciate you, my brother. I really do. Now, for the final question, man, and this is this is the question that everybody, you know, this is on everybody's mind. The final question, my brother, is what's next for Eric Crow Draven? Well, I got a I got a list of things. Um, <laughs> as we said before, uh, King, um, I'm plotting. I feel like I'm always plotting. Mm. And, uh, I think that's just I think that's just God moving me. Mm. You know, it, it's not it's not that I come up with these great, amazing things. It's God who's given me the vision, and I'm like, I have to see it through. So um, the very next thing is I'm actually going to put out a documentary on women that I shot um, right after I did the cipher, right after I shot, filmed mm. and edited the the cipher, the documentary is called She Is. Mm. Um, and instead of being um, a series of um, episodes, it's actually one full length movie okay. um, with, with some amazing, you know, I had to include poetry in it. Um, so I have some amazing um women artists. Um, I have this woman named Kimmy from London. Kilt, mm. When I say she killed it, wow. she killed it. Um, um, Dom Chula from back in the day. Oh, she Dom killed Chula, it. wow. Uh, when I, I killed it, uh, my brother killed it. This young lady by the name of Jazz, just, just amazing, just amazing artist. I don't know if people remember, but there was a poet back in the days by the name of Infinite. Her real name was Simone. Um, the sister passed away a year after we filmed. Wow. And she had a she had a young daughter, and uh, I still have her. I actually have her in the documentary because there was no way in the world that her image, her voice, um, there's no way in the world I would, I would let that go to waste. Mm. Um, man, when I say, uh, there's another artist by the name of, uh, Ebony Phoenix, amazing, amazing mm. poet. I just have, I'm so blessed to engage so many amazing poets, but it's not just poetry. It is women asking, excuse me, answering questions about what it is that makes them them. She is. That's mm. why it's called She Is. Wow. Uh, just Profound. just amazing, man. And um, I'm so grateful that I still had the footage and I was able to edit it. Uh, it's it's coming out. I'm trying to figure out now how I'm going to release it, whether I'm going to try to put it um, back on cable. Am I going to put it on YouTube? Excuse me. Um, will I do like an opening at a movie theater and let mm. it run for a week? Like I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to get it out there. Um, I may just go back to New York and post cafe and, um, uh, premiere it. Like I'm oh, trying to definitely. figure that part out, but it's, it's done. It's completed. It's just the next step is to release it. So that's one, mm. <laughs> that's one thing that I have uh, going on. Uh, the next thing that I have going on is actually, um, another show focusing on artists from around the country. Um, it's called a pandemic. Mm. Um, so I have artists from around the country performing, killing it in front of live audiences, um, people from Chicago, from Texas, people from um, Houston, um, people from New York, um, people from um Akron, from people from Ohio. Like I have people from all over the country, people from California. I have, Wow. Right now, I think I'm up to 
I don't want to mislead, but I got at least at least fifty artists from around the country wow. Wow. that um I'm working with that I because the whole idea for me is to continue to promote poetry, That's continue right. to put poetry out there. We have different faces, different voices, and different venues around the country. So, uh, you know, my goal is not only to promote, but again to create new audiences for our genre and to have people excited about the poets in their area. Most definite, man. Most definite, man. I mean, yeah, you working out there, brother. You working out there. Like, cause I seen I seen you put out the 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 invitation for poets to send in their material. And I was like, yeah, yeah I gotta hit you up with that. Definitely, man. Whatever you need over here, man. I I, I got you, bro. Whatever you need. Love I got you. I got some I got some footage of some of some live performances that I did. So definitely. That's what man. I mean. And it's, and, it's, and it's still an open invitation to artists around the country, even if they're not in the U.S., if they're in um, they're somewhere else, they can still send me their stuff. They can di- um, directly di- um, DM me, direct message me on Facebook, Eric Crow Draven. Um, they can also, if people have like the Google Drive, because if it's a large file, mm. email it to me through um, Google Drive and my email address is my my last l-a-s-t right w-r-i-t-e-s at gmail.com i'm still accepting all videos that's being sent to me from around the country so even though i i have a lot of artists that i'm dealing with i'm still open to keeping the door open because we all need an outlet we all need a place to have our voice heard most definitely man i'm digging the idea of that pandemic that's fire I, i'm digging that for real man and that's you know, you're that's, always welcome brother you definitely, know man definitely that, that's something that can be recurring because i'm thinking so many different artists you can do season one season two season, like wow man i'm thinking yeah, that's official right there my brother y'all go hit him up man hit my brother up at my at gmail.com writes his spell r-i-t-e-s Please go hit him up. Also, go on YouTube and you have to watch the the decipher. The, the I mean, you have to watch this documentary. I mean, if you're in New York, you gotta watch it. But if you want to know what was going on in New York and why the New York artists is the way they are, and you know, like this is this is the document and it's the blueprint of what was going on at that time, man. Please go check that out. The cipher, man. It's a 13 part episode episodic series go check it out man you will not be disappointed you got some heavyweights there some heavyweights my brother man my brother i really 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 want i I really appreciate you taking this time to spend at the studio man i mean it it was phenomenal i knew that i knew the interview was going to be dope it's going to be fire you know what i'm saying because the the lead up was just so crazy but i appreciate you taking this time because i know you on the move you always working man and for you to take this time and 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 spend this time with me man i really do appreciate it you know how i feel about you king you know what the love is always real man because you've always shown me love man it's never been no no shady shit with you bro it's always been real 100 real dude man and i really appreciate that king and I, I really want my audience to connect with you i really want them to get to know who eric crow draven is man if you don't know because he's in everything you you don't know but he's in everything once you start doing some research and behind the scenes like oh snap he was he had his hands on that and that yeah, trust yeah, me yeah. man you will not it's, be you know, it's, it's funny that you even say that because um right now uh the icon helena d lewis we we're gonna do so much put it like this she has so much work that she's done as an individual mm. we're going to put together a package and we're going to put some things out with that i'm also i also have another documentary um that i'm working on that i'm gonna reach out to you it's about black men Most so, so, so so that's a whole nother thing like i said i'm, I'm working i'm moving um because i love the creativity but i just want to say again thank you king for having me thank you for the Most invitation definitely. um I'm always grateful, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm think, um, I appreciate being remembered, but I'm, I'm grateful for how we continue to push poetry and give poetry the platforms that it deserves. 
Definitely, my brother. Likewise, man, the feelings are so mutual. Um, I appreciate you for coming through, bro. And uh, you know that the Spoken Soul Sessions podcast is always a platform for you, brother. Anything you got going on, do not hesitate to hit me, yo, Black. Let the people know about this and da-da-da-da-da. I got you, man. I'm a blast it for you, my brother, because it's real, man. And I know what you're doing out here, man. It's for all of us, man. You're not selfish. You're not one of them selfish poets. You are you are an individual that love to spread the shine. You love to see your brother grow. You love to see your brother shine. And I, I've always mm-hmm. known that about you, Crow. And your record speaks for itself, man. I mean, I really appreciate you, King, man. Like anything you need, man, don't hesitate, man. You need me to blast anything. Don't hesitate, King, for real. Uh, you. Thank you for coming on the show. I want to address my audience. I, I want to let you guys know, like, we've been on hiatus for a minute, but we are back with the new season. And, uh, like, Crow, is the he's the first. Matter of fact, you are the first interview in the new season, setting nice. it off. You know what I'm saying? So we nice. about to do big things. We got some big artists coming up. And uh, I, want you, I want you guys to stay in tune, man. And remember, go check out my brother. Go check out that 13-part series, Decipher. Go check it out on YouTube. Hit him up with, at mylastrice at gmail.com if you want to submit video footage and you want to make it on this documentary. Trust me, you will be in good company, man. You will be in good company. So check him out, man. Hit him up and get in touch with this brother, man. And for all you, my Spoken Soul family, just remember, I love you. I really do. I love you. And I hope you love me too. Peace. Peace.